Welcome to Creative Lives, the podcast. My name is Lorna Collins. Our topic today is community, communication and engagement. And my guest is CEO of the Union Chapel Project, Michael Chandler. The Union Chapel Project is a charity that oversees both the Union Chapel venue, the Margins Homeless Project, and a growing and increasingly ambitious creative community programme. Michael is also founder and chair of the Sierra Leone-based charity Way Out Arts, which empowers street youth through music, film and media. And previously, Michael ran the countrywide national residency programme at homeless forum theatre company Cardboard Citizens. I'm going to have a conversation with Michael about community, communication and engagement. We'll be thinking collaboratively about these ideas starting as always with creativity. So I'm going to ask you, Michael, what does creativity mean to you, your community and your work? Tell me how you express yourself creatively in your own life. So creativity is a number of things, really. I think a lot of people associate it primarily with arts and culture and music, but I think it's much broader than that. It's about fun. It's about the chance and the opportunity to do something different whatever that might be. And it's also really importantly to me and to a lot of the communities that I work with, an opportunity to express oneself, to understand oneself in a way that you might not have the opportunity to do in other elements of everyday life. And expressing one's, obviously how one's feelings, but also one's previous experiences or current experiences in a way that feels right and feels true to you as an individual. And as I say, it can range from arts and music and culture, but I also think it includes things more broadly, things like cooking, things like uh, gardening, things like even getting involved in building projects and architecture. These are all creative outlets, really. To my community and the communities that I work with, the expression of oneself and one's experience is often front and foremost of the work that I do and we do with uh, our communities. It's an opportunity to connect Mm -hmm. with other people, whether in your group or as a wider audience, perhaps, in a way that you wouldn't have the opportunity to do in other, as I say, everyday circumstances. And it can be very empowering, the opportunity to be inspired and to inspire others for personal change, but also social change. Can you give us an example, Michael? So in your community, the Union Chapel or Margins, give us an example about how a participant can use creativity and enhance their lives. So during the last year and during the pandemic, our services and our organisations pivoted away from being a venue. And obviously a lot of people know Union Chapel as a whole, as a a worldwide and well-loved music venue. We quickly had to obviously shut our doors back in March 2020, but we pivoted one of our spaces to become a food bank and a community emergency response hub. And that served to address the urgent issues that a lot of the people in our communities were facing, such as access to food, access to support, but also advice, guidance, befriending as well. Following that, and because we are obviously an arts organisation and uh, we recognise and have seen the importance of art and creativity 
we then began to develop a series of programs and resources that focused on providing that opportunity to be creative. I think one of the best examples is one of the current or recent projects that we've been working on, which is a community creative leader program, where we've been working with a number of people with lived experience of different kinds. And that does include homelessness and at risk of homelessness. It includes mental health issues and a range of other things. And that group has come together and through a creative process, began to share their personal experiences with each other in a safe space and in confidence. Through that process, the group, the individuals, have obviously connected with each other and they've formed really strong bonds with each other and I'd say friendships. But they then had the opportunity to share their experiences as a performance, as a, in a creative outlet, to a wider audience. And that wider audience include policymakers, people of influence, that were then very deeply affected by the stories and the issues that this group have been sharing with them in a creative manner. That, in this case, has actually led to real systemic change. We had Islington Council present with us, and they have committed, in essence, to some next steps following and inspired by this group of individuals who have, you know, been very honest and truthful about their experiences. That's very interesting because you there bring together community and communication mm. and engagement in that single example. Why don't we contextualise these ideas and issues about community and communication in the current moment? So what is the situation? What are the issues that you are tackling right now? Yeah, so uh, for everyone right now, it's an incredibly difficult time. But for the communities that we're working with, the increase in mental health issues, the impact of the last year in terms of traumatic experiences is substantial. We've worked with over a thousand people in the last year who have been either at risk of homelessness, isolation, loneliness, and the importance of the services that we've been offering in terms of the very frontline services, if you like, crisis support, food provision, showers to people who haven't had access, as well as that sense of community has been vital. What we're seeing now, as we're hopefully starting to come out of the pandemic, is an increase in mental health issues. It is an increase around the issues of trauma affected by the, the pandemic, but also a lot of anxiety about the current circumstances, but the future issues and concerns around unemployment, uh, housing issues. So you might or might not be aware, but at the moment we have this everyone in policy, whereby the majority of people who were rough sleeping have been supported to come off the streets. They've, they've gone into hotels and subsequently gone into temporary accommodation. And I hope in many cases going to permanent accommodation, but that won't last. And things like the benefits increase for universal credit, the eviction ban, these are all measures that have been put in place by the government, which have helped people to a degree throughout the last year, but will come to an end soon. We're expecting, unfortunately, a real increase of people in need, in crisis, and obviously that's a grave concern for us and our organisation and the partners that we work with, but it's obviously a real anxiety for the people that are, are facing it. How can we address or improve this situation creatively? What can be done? Well, I, I think the impact and the importance of 
opportunities to be creative and to share experiences and to do things you enjoy is incredibly important for mental health. That in, in itself is why the arts, culture, creativity in other ways is vital right now. But in addition to that, so through, through my various experiences with Way Out, the organisation that was set up in Sierra Leone, which uses music, arts and culture to support people off the streets and to share their experiences, through the work of Cardboard Citizens, which again inspires and supports people to share their stories and issues, and now Union Chapel with the Community Leaders Programme. This enables and empowers people to share their experiences that they're having now and say, this is the impact on us and this is what it's going to do to us and this is why something needs to change and this is why our local council or our local partners or organizations or even national organizations need to act this is how you can help me these are conversations that are very difficult to have for some people under normal circumstances if you ask someone what's wrong depending who's asking the question and how they're asking it I think that you will be, you will receive sometimes a very guarded answer and a lot of organisations will be much more deficit focused. And just to explain that a little bit, they'll focus on the problem rather than the solution for the individual or what the individual wants to be the solution. Through a creative process, you're providing an outlet and an opportunity to say, this is what the solution for this particular issue is or could be. And this is how you, as in the organisation or your local community or just other people, can help me. And that's really important right now. Very interesting. How does creativity help us tackle life's inequalities? And I ask you this because I think what you're saying makes a big impact on, on these ideas about inequalities. The, you know, the Union Chapel project, the project with cardboard citizens and We Out Arts is all relevant to the idea of inequalities. So I think just building on the previous examples, the opportunity to have one's voice heard, particularly when one is experiencing certain inequalities or a lot of inequalities, is quite rare. And the opportunity to have a platform or a, an avenue for one's experiences and to champion the issues around inequalities can then become quite limited. So we've been doing a lot of work around supporting people, uh, freedom of speech. And the history of Union Chapel is a fascinating one in that respect, because it started 200 years ago with a group of non-conformists who were at the time seen as radical activists and for some time even illegal. So the history of the organisation is very much about freedom of speech and providing the opportunity for people who might not otherwise have a voice to be heard and to inform policies and you know the, the future of the, the country really the avenue and the use of creativity is such an example of, of how to do so so you might have protest you might have uh, civil disobedience you might have more traditional methods or avenues of democracy which may or may not alienate a lot of people who don't understand or don't you know the bureaucracy of democracy is too too complicated however using a creative avenue to share one's stories, shares your experiences, then using that and putting that on a platform and sharing it with the right people then provides the opportunity to speak truth to power creatively and in a way that you might not otherwise have. Thank you. 
I'm interested in you as a person, not just your job, Michael. You clearly do some really powerful, impressive work in the community. Is there something, an object or a practice that reflects your own creative self? An object or a practice? Um, Culture, creativity has been a huge part of my life. So since I was a very young child, I loved drawing, arts, got into cartoons for quite a while. And then for about 15 years, I was very heavily involved in the in music. That included music production, DJing and radios and clubs, and subsequently then filmmaking. So I've kind of been through a multiple stages of creativity in, in that respect. And I think there's a few films that I've made that I'm particularly proud of and also speak to these issues as well. I think one of the interesting things right now, if I'm thinking about an object or a practice right now, the last year, I think there was a period, and I don't know if you found this as well, but at the beginning of lockdown, where I felt that actually I've got loads of time all of a sudden. I can be more creative. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I was actually hoping to do more music. That didn't last very long because I then had to focus on actually my priority has to be saving the Union Chapel. And that in turn required a lot of fundraising. I think in that there's probably a degree of creativity, you could argue. So I've written a lot of fundraising applications for different purposes. And the writing process and thinking how we frame these things is probably the closest I've come to creativity in the last year. And I felt it really missed that opportunity to be creative in other ways. But I have two young children as well, and through homeschooling and other things, the opportunity to be creative with them has also been, I think, in the absence of my own creativity, has been vital. So if there's an object, there's probably a a piece of art that my son has made that I've helped him on. Thank you, Michael. I'm going to present one last idea, which is the life course, because you've spoken a lot about creativity and communication and engagement. But what about the life course? What about age? How does creativity express or affect the life course in your experience and in your work? I think the opportunity to be creative as early in life as possible and being encouraged to be creative as early in life as possible is vital for a lot of creative thought. And that then impacts on your wider education, I would say. Again, taking my son's education as an example. How old is he? He's six, so quite young. But I've noticed in the joy of homeschooling, you get to see what exactly they're learning and how they're learning it. And I think things like reading and writing, there's something that's very structured and formulaic about it that I think quite a few people that have been homeschooling this time around have realised, actually, where's the fun? Where's the creativity in this process? I think it's vital from a young age to have the opportunity to be creative in whatever form that might be, because that will then impact. And I don't know the science behind this, but I believe that it impacts on the way your brain and your thinking develops in years to come. And then through life, the opportunity to just, as I say, have that outlet of some form, whether it is arts and culture, whether it is cooking, whether it is just the opportunity to be yourself and express yourself is, is vital. Do you work with older people in your homeless projects? Yeah, so with margins uh, in terms of people that are experiencing homelessness or rough sleeping specifically, if you look at the demographic, we're probably about 50% of them are over 40. 
and probably about 25 to 30% are over 50, over 60. In addition, we have another project at Union Chapel, which is called Culture Cafe, which is a weekly drop-in, and that is increasingly or largely people who are of a certain age, shall we say. And the benefit and the impact of that opportunity, and again, it's the opportunity to come together as much as to be creative. It's the opportunity to come together and do something fun in those instances, which is which is also vital. Thank you to Michael for what you've shared and for our collaborative thinking. I really look forward to hearing more about your projects and applying these ideas in our creative lives. Thank you to Grand Challenges for producing the podcast, UCL Minds for publishing and the input of our numerous collaborators behind the scenes. The editing is by Nina Quach, music by Tim Moore. We will be back with another podcast in two weeks' time. Thank you.